We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The hottest next tape you'll find online. Next all day. We bleed blue and orange. This is Knicks Fan TV, your one-stop shop for the ultimate New York Knicks fan experience. News, rumors, debates, post-game live streams featuring live callers. Let's go Knicks, baby! And now, your host, CP, the NY Fanatic. Alright, here we go, here we go. Another edition of the Knicks Offseason Central, CP from Knicks Fan TV, my man Jay Ellis from the Nick at Time Show, special guest Terrence Ross, a.k.a. Terry from the Terry and Trey Show. If you're a diehard Knicks fan, make sure you hit that subscribe button and the notification bell so you don't miss anything. Hit that thumbs up button for your boys. Fellas, <laughs> biggest free agency in Knicks history is upon us. NBA history. On this episode, we're going to give you guys our top 10 free agent targets for the Knicks. But first, let's get into today's news. There were a lot of news going on today. The rumors are flying in. The news is flying in. Don't know what to believe. But uh, first and foremost, on the KD topic, fellas, he's holed up in New York somewhere. We got Chris Haynes saying that Knicks are the favorite. Nets are just, you know you know, doing a service to Kyrie. You got Stephen A. on the other side saying it's 95% done. Mr. 95% says it's <laughs> it's Nets. Gun to your head, Jay Ellis. Where is he going, man? Oh, man. Call me a homer, CP. <laughs> Call me a homer, CP. <laughs> but I just don't buy it. I don't buy the Nets. Every report I've seen, I mean, except for I've seen Stephen A., it just seems like this is something he, he wants to come to New York. It's never been Brooklyn. I'm going Chris Hands and roll my man Chris. Why come to Brooklyn? Why come to Little Brother? Come to New York if you want to really make that splash and rehab. I think he's gonna go to the Knicks, man. Ter- alone or not, he's coming to NY. That's what I, that's my story. Ter- Terry, where are you going, man? How are you feeling today, man? Listen, same thing. Uh, I'm not crazy optimistic in general. But to me, I'm not claiming he's 100% coming here, but I mean, if he's leaving Golden State, what's the point? And I'm not even being biased here. Like, what's the point? It's just, you want, if you're leaving, it's not about winning. It's definitely about the stage or what you're trying to do business-wise, so many other things. 
It makes sense. It's Rich Kleiman letting him go to the Brooklyn Nets. Come to the biggest stage, KD, man. You know what it is, man. Kyrie's a wuss. You let Kyrie go to the Nets, man. You know <laughs> what I mean? Our fan base turned on Kyrie hard. You, that year ago, we were watching Uncle Drew movie, talking about, man, Kyrie's about to be the main star. It feels like that whole thing is pretty much dead. If Katie comes, I think he might be coming alone or someone who's not Kyrie. I, I hear that, man. Other story today, uh, Kemba. It seems like Kemba and MJ are at an impasse on the contract. To be honest with you, I, f- I figured this was going to happen, man. I thought Kemba was doing a lot of good PR just to not make himself look like the bad guy. But I, I think he I think he's out of there, man. They're saying that the Celtics are the favorites, according to Woj. But Shams is saying that the Knicks and the Mavs could have something to say, man. Um, uh, Terry, I go to you, man. What do you think about all that? Uh, I mean, I'm a Woj disciple. Yeah. You know, the, the Celtics thing makes sense. I can see him fitting in better with that roster. I can see him being better than they were last season with Kemba. Um, I don't know how interested he is in coming home. Being home sometimes. We haven't heard about, anything about it. We heard yeah, nothing about Kemba to the Knicks all the, at all. Right. All these years, I genuinely think, I think he even spoke about this once. I think Kemba knows if he's in New York, he's got to have to go to every birthday party, every niece graduate. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> wants tickets. You get it. Listen all the time. And then if he doesn't go, it's like, oh, you changed up on us. I mean, you're from New York. You know, during the week, you getting bothered. I think Kemba. Maybe he's just off that. He's like, let me go to a different market. I don't think New York's happening at all. But Boston, I mean, listen, it's, it, it fits in a way. It makes sense. It, it satisfies that fan base, which was going through a crisis after Horford up too. And, it, and you know, they're pretty much designed to Kyrie leaving. So I, I get, you know, it was kind of shocking when I first saw it. But the more I think about it, I see it. I can see it happening. I can see it happening at the beginning of uh, free agency. Jails, what's your thoughts on Kemba, man? Man, it, it just, it's all hope right now. You know, I feel like as of now, I think if Katie's coming, he's coming alone. I would hope that he would make that phone call to Kemba and like, hey, man, we got a nice young group of core here right here. You can come join me next season. We could team up. We could take down Kyrie because obviously Kyrie has no interest in coming to New York. So I'm hoping Katie makes that phone call to Kemba yeah. and he makes it happen, man. But, I, like, but, but like, uh, like Terry said, there was no interest in him coming here. And I, we already knew, me and UCP, we talked about how Jordan was going to play him. Jordan did not have any Jordans on sale. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's not going to be in the purse, purse, the purse springs. And it's shown right now, Jordan's not going to be on the money. And Kemba's leaving because of it. Hey, all, all I got to say in regards to Kemba is flee Charlotte. Any chance you can get Kemba. Uh, I would welcome him home. For sure, I would absolutely welcome him home. I'm a little concerned that he's not even considering us. I, I I can see Boston, but don't sleep on Mark Cuban. I can see the Mavs pulling the last minute uh, uh, heist. And also this team, because the Lakers are back in the mix after trading Mo Wagner, Isaac Bonga, Jamario Jones to the Wizards. Yeah. Anthony Davis waves his $4 million trade kicker. The Lakers are back in the mix 32 million dollars in cap space um jl what do you think about the the potential domino effects if the lakers can strike a max free agent i have mixed feelings about this situation because i have i know a lot of annoying lakers fans <laughs> that are going to be jumping around <laughs> with joy if Kyrie let, goes to the lakers but i also know that brooklyn fans are also as annoying and probably even more so 
So, I mean, I guess the lesser of two annoying fans, I would say I would hope the Lakers would get them and not Brooklyn so I can have some peace and do this and do this show in peace. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> ter- ter- Terry, you, you know LeBron is is ready to strike, man. He sees the Golden State dynasty on pause. He's got AD. We think Melo and Earl could be right behind him. That could be yeah. interesting. What? How do you see them playing this, with this cap space? You think they they strike for Max, or you think they spread it around? I think the fact that they they went through all the effort in the end of clearing everyone, they're they're looking for Max, which I actually. Don't think it's the way, way to go. I'm like with 32 million, like you already got LeBron and AD. You can the kind of roster you can build. You saw what Kawhi was able to do with a pretty complete roster. They obviously are going to get guys to come cheap, but they could build a really decent all around roster with 32 million, even though it's a ton of spots to fill. I'm like, once you sign that third max, while obviously the ceiling is through the roof, you're an injury away from potentially running G Leaguers out in like a Western yeah. Conference. I know. Yep. True. On, just quick on that annoying tip we were talking about. To me, the Lakers already have AD and LeBron. They're going to be annoying next season, no matter <laughs> what. <laughs> That's already like done. That, granted, though, I still prefer them clearly getting Kyrie over our neighbors in Brooklyn. Um, that you know that them emerging as a potential Kyrie suitor late for us is good for us. You know, it could be you know that whole KD Kyrie dynamic. Another option for Kyrie. We'll see what what he wants to do, but. Um, I think the Lakers are 100% getting someone. It may not be the Kawhi level someone, but they, they're they going to add... They put too much effort here. They're going to get somebody else. Yeah. Uh, they're going to get Jimmy, you know, one of these other guys. Yeah, I agree with you, man. The, uh, them showing up that cap space last minute, uh, that mm-hmm. could open up a Kyrie deal. You never know. He apologized. He ran back to LeBron last season, said, I'm sorry, bro. You, you've been the man all this time. I don't know what I've been thinking. You never know. He could come running, but I, I would I would hope if it's not Kyrie, I hope Kemba goes there. If Kemba doesn't want to come here, I want to see Kemba in prime time competing for a championship. Go to the Lakers. Um, I, I think he could certainly help that team. You put Kemba, LeBron, AD, Melo, JR, Kuzma. It's a nice little that's a nice little squad right there, man. That's a nice little and squad right there. They're gonna get someone. They're gonna listen, I we were just talking about it before. Somebody we're surprised by is gonna take way less money to go play LeBron. And the NBA fan base is going to be pissed that this guy did it. I don't know who it's going to be. <laughs> one of these guys you're going to hear is signing with the Lakers for the room exception or the minimum. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard. Could be, yeah, it could be Boogie. Like, like the same way we were pissed at Boogie. The NBA fan base is pissed at Boogie last year. Mm-hmm. They're going to get someone. I hate it, but I, I, I can see it. The, 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 the cards are laid out. You know what I mean? LeBron did his GM thing. He cleared the decks. They're going to get – you know how the Lakers are. This kind of thing tends to happen to them, doesn't it? Uh, always. They I, always I, get I, lucky, man. They always they get lucky. Oh, guys going to do it, though. I, don't, I, like, I feel like Jimmy is so much about the money. He's taking that money and running. He's been pivoting about – he's been talking about the payday for like two years, bro. <laughs> Jimmy wants to go. Jimmy he's wants to go, he, He's not the one, by the way. That's not the one I think. <laughs> Jimmy's not Jimmy. Jimmy Bucket's about to be Jimmy Page. <laughs> Absolutely, man. And, and yesterday's news that broke, but kind of trickled into this morning, for T. Moutier, Emmanuel Moutier and Luke Cornett got their qualifying offers rescinded, making them unrestricted free agents. T. Moutier is out there somewhere disappointed, but you never know, man. 
I see Moutier as a backup. <laughs> yeah. You see Fizdale, he's he's in there with Frank. Maybe he wants to get yeah, Frank right this it year. Makes sense now. It, all, it makes... all makes sense. Fizdale switched alliances. Stay woke. T Moutier's in a frenzy right now. We'll see what happens, man. We'll see what happens. But don't sleep. Don't sleep on his return. Don't <laughs> sleep on his return, man. man. Yeah, listen, if we strike out, they got $70 million to spend. I was lucky enough to shout out to my ticket rep at the Garden. We got to sit on the baseline for one game. It was a crazy experience. I really try to make, you know, pay attention to things I can see, you know, on the TV or whatever. And, or that up close. Mm -hmm. Watching Moody with the bench, he is in there with these guys. Like, he's one of the popular guys with the team. The coaches love him. It's not just Fizz. He really feels like a legit part of what they're trying to do. Yeah. So, they strike out. I would not be shocked to see him come back. And if I you look at, uh, you know, as much as I, listen, I'm not even a UDA fan at all. But granted, look at how he played last year. He got to 45% shooting from the field. And don't get me wrong, he's out here throwing away games, doing <laughs> typical Moody. <laughs> but, you know, th there's so much more that goes into it than we see. Mm -hmm. And I just saw him there being like, a, it looked like he was a real member of the team in every capacity. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised, Yales. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised either. It's already been reported that he's interested in coming back, and the Knicks are interested in him coming back. So if we strike out in free agency, like Terry says, it's very, very, very high probability that Moutier comes back. I wouldn't be surprised no, at all. Would not be surprised, man. But anyway, salute to Knicks Nation out there. Happy, uh, what's today? It's Thursday? I'm losing track of the days, man. I'm losing track yeah, of the days. Thursday, Thursday night. We are three days away from... The start of NBA free agency, June 30th at 6 p.m. CP from Knicks Fan TV here. My man, JL's from Nick of Time Show. Our boy, Terry, Terrence Ross, the real Terrence Ross. <laughs> A.K.A. Terry from Terry Trade Shows with us. So today and tomorrow, we're going to give you our top 10 free agent targets who we feel the Knicks should be going after. And, uh, of course, we want to hear from you guys. Phone lines will be up, 657-383-1509. Um, before we get into our list, let's shout out some people in the chat. Fellas, shout out to um, T. Williams in here. Knox Team, what's going on? Black Prodigy. Davis Segui, what's going on? BX2 Gross. Stefan Weeks. Aaron Flores, what's going on? Johnny Luciano. Scotty Siobhan, what's going on, man? Uh, JL, who you got in your chats? Yo, I got Quiet Money. Uh, I got Will from LI here. Number one KOT fan. Craig Williams is in the building. I see you. Mm -hmm. uh, Tony Robinson, NY Giants. What's going on, fam? Chipper Howe, what's going on? Glad to see you guys. Yeah, man. Salute to everybody, man. And, and Terry, welcome to the show. As usual, always good to have you on. Good to be on. Hey, how you feeling, man? Chipper <laughs> Life, man. I see you too. Moody. Mude supporter, I see you, Jeff. <laughs> CP, the artist, said in the chat that he'll give up his Knicks fandom if Moody comes back, man. That, that would be some terrible PR, man. They they can't. <laughs> I think they almost have to stay away from Moody just from a PR standpoint. You know what nah, I mean? <laughs> they're, they're better off talking like Prigioni out of retirement. That would be a better uh, back page story. You know I what I mean? I saw Twitch today. Someone was like, current Pablo Prigioni is better that um Manuel I'll tell you man they the off of Moody and the Knicks fan base goes wild they, they can't come back with Moody but um all right so let, let's kick it off with our top 10 free agents a lot of guys available clearly um market price will be an issue we'll, we'll see some some guys are going to stand to make a lot more than their market especially with the Knicks because yep. 
you know, if if all goes work, you know, if all goes terribly, we're gonna potentially strike out, and we're gonna have to spend some money, unfortunately. So, first prospect up, Bobby Portis. I like this guy. This is this is all of our number tens unanimously. Right. Yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> Average fourteen points a game, eight rebounds, forty four percent shooting from the field, almost forty from three. So he's starting to st- stretch the floor a little bit. Season high this year was 28 points and three rebounds. Um, Terry, I'll start with you, man. What do you like about Bobby Portis? I see the chat right now is going to ham on the Noda Portis. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say this. This is our 10th. This is number 10. Yeah, everybody. This is number 10. <laughs> number this, is, this is not number one, man. <laughs> Yo, I just look at the chat and just know the, down the, the chat is going in right now. This is number 10. Number 10. Number 10. I say this about Bobby Port. It's what I like. Um, so you got, I didn't realize he was 6'11". Yeah. Um, I don't know why I was having Peg as like a 6'9 guy, but he can stretch the floor. Our shooting is atrocious. And the yes. lineup we're about to run out next year, which is, you know, maybe some combination or very likely, you know, DSJ, Knox, RJ, and Mitch as four of the five. Mm. It's going to be an atrocious shooting lineup. Yeah. When Knox is 100% our best shooter there and our best hope of getting, you know, long-range buckets. R.J. Barrett's going to struggle from deep a lot his rookie year. You know, even maybe going into his career. Right. So Bobby Portis stretches the floor. He gives you length at that position at the four. Um, you know, clears the lane. He's out there. So R.J. can drive. D.J. can drive. Honestly, I like it. I was happy when I saw the news, the kind of rumors a week ago. Then I saw that he's looking at $16 million a year. And I'm yeah. like, I don't mind. And I have no problem. Listen, I don't care about overpaying guys this year. I don't know people who say, oh, why should we overpay him? Like, listen, you get a decent guy yeah. overpaid. The, I mean, it's it, we, yeah. we almost have no choice. You have no choice. You, you have no choice. The Some of these, the yeah, too. there's going to be a deal that we just absolutely hate. <laughs> but, <laughs> it's short. One says it's short. Yeah. Um, you look at the 76ers when they had, you know, Simmons and Embiid trying to get it over the hump a couple of years ago. They signed Reddick to that huge deal. Mm-hmm. You, know, you can't, we, I can tell you right now, we're definitely not tanking next year. They've kind of made that clear. This team has to show progress for Perry, for Fisdale, for the whole new culture change. Um, we can't just run out another 17-win season. As prudent as it might seem when you do doing the numbers, let's keep losing. They got to show something. They got to get some vets. Uh, Bobby Port is coming in, potentially starting at the four, being the first big off the yeah. bench in shooting. And like I said, if it gets to that point, things went bad already. So he's a 10th choice. It's not a bad 10th choice, guys. Yeah. I, I don't think it's yeah. terrible. I don't think it's terrible. Listen, the, the two biggest things we need this year are three-point shooting and a, and sure. big and, and front-court depth. We need a power forward big time. I think that he's only 24 years old. People in the chat ask him how old. He's only 24 years old. I think he definitely had a, a nice year this year, 14 and 8. He's gritty. He can rebound the ball. You know, you could get him and Mitch out there banging. Um, you know, gritty guy. I mean, you want to question his defense. Okay, I hear that, but... I, I think I think Portis will be solid, man. I think Portis will be solid. JL, so what do you think? Yeah, I agree with you, man. Like, look, he Haitian dude, you know what I'm saying? He can roll with RJ. RJ's <laughs> making. <He's laughs> they can bond together. They could go to the Parkway in September. Yeah, right. <laughs> I football. love it. <laughs> and, you know, he's a thug. He punched Mirchich in the face. Oh, he's yeah, he definitely sucked Mirchich, man. Yeah, so him and DSJ can run together and cause some problems. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> we got a goon squad now. Yeah, goon squad. Is being, you know, you need a goon on the squad. Oh, need one of those. So I like, I like his game, and we desperately need three point shooting. That's a fact. We yeah. definitely need three point shooting. 
with the spacing problems that we potentially can have with DSJ, with RJ, and and in that front court, they're gonna need some room to operate. So a guy like that who could hit threes would be ideal for us. Um, I I would like him to improve his defense though. He's six eleven with only like point five blocks a game. Yeah, that's that. Uh, the Ennis Cantor special. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. the Ennis Cantor special. But it's worse. I mean, because he, he's mobile enough not he's to mobile, be. Yeah. You know what right. I'm saying? It's not like he has physical limitations. And shout out, shout out to the, the fire department out here. <laughs> yeah, and, and according to Begley, in terms of Portis, you know the Knicks obviously wouldn't be willing to go past a two-year deal. He could be commanding more than that, and there that goes back to Terry's point. That's where you may have to overpay for a guy for one or two years if if it means getting him, you know, pulling him away from a multi uh, a more than two-year deal. Yeah. yeah, I think. Listen, you you do the one-year overpay. I think one thing I'll say our strength this summer, you're running into a Fizdale, Scott Perry, Steve Mills um, boardroom. Fizdale got that job last year when he went to that boardroom and charmed, charmed the hell out of them. Mm-hmm. I think Fizdale is the kind of guy that can get a Bobby Portis to take $17 million for one year. Oh, hell yeah. Whereas, you know what I mean? Over yeah. him taking a longer deal with more guaranteed money. Right. He's going to sell people on New York. He's going to sell them on the culture. Um, like I said, if it gets to that point, that's not a bad fit. I'm yeah. more than with and he seems to me too as well in terms of defending from what i've seen a guy that can be motivated to defend like mm-hmm. and his counter had limitations like you mentioned jails that were almost beyond even you know his effort level yeah bobby portis you know what i mean with mitch out there you're trying to build this kind of dog squad that's not going to get punked at the garden i mean here we already know he can you fight back <laughs> absolutely <laughs> so yeah. I, I think he's somewhere anybody that's willing to throw a punch like that can mm-hmm. learn to defend Absolutely, like- man. Now, Jay, yeah. let's, let's go to your uh, your number nine. Your number nine pick was Young Thaddeus Young. Yeah, so I think I'm the only one to pick Young Thaddeus. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think for my list, I was trying to think of uh, some bets on his team who can, like, you know, if I don't – who can just kind of mentor these young guys, get them to the next level, and who else can play – some defense. Uh, yeah. That's one thing. And, and yeah, at the small ball four, I think he could give you some uh, some good defense. Yeah, he, he can guard the perimeter, and he can guard the post, and he was a, a, a big part of that Pacers squad. If you think about the Pacers squad, I feel like a lot of Pacers are on this list. Um, once uh, once um, my dude went down, a lot of those guys who are role players stepped up and held down the floor, and I feel like he was one of those guys. And also, I like the fact that his three-point shooting um, rose. It, it rose to, to a respectable percentage. So it still gives you that stretch for sometimes that we need as well. So it's a little bit of offense, a little bit of defense. Uh, Terry, you, your thoughts on Thaddeus? I like that young. The reason I didn't have him on my list is I just don't think he's going to be coming to a team that's not a contender. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At this point in his career, I think he's like 31 now. But yeah. I've liked that young for years, man. Like, to me, as a four in the modern NBA, he defends, he hit threes, he's active, he's not ball dominant. He's exactly the kind of guy you want on a team. And I, uh, that's why he's been in the league so long. That's why he's going to be in the league for a while after. I have, I like that young a lot. Um, also, you know, you get that leadership. He's yeah. older than some of the other guys we have at the four that we have on our list. So, and he's been through some battles in the playoffs. So yeah, he can, he's battle-tested. Guys, mm-hmm. um, you, don't, you don't worry about him. You put him next to Mitch, just giving you a hypothetical. You're not really worried about anything. Like, maybe he yeah. doesn't do super production. Mm-hmm. But with Portis, you're still worried. Can he defend? With Thad Young, I'm like, all right, this dude's about to be solid for the whole season. Um, might be good to have that stability in a lineup mm-hmm. where everyone else could be up and down based on the game. You have no idea what's going to happen with the rest yeah. of that group. 
just reliable, man. Reliable. Yeah. Reliable. Yeah, he's he's always been a reliable player, man. Thaddeus Young, always been a reliable player. 31. So not crazy, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think he's he's right there, obviously coming down a little bit, but he's a solid vet. He gives you defense. He gives you three-point shooting. He has the ability to switch on guys, so he gives you that flexibility in, in this positionless basketball. I, I like Thaddeus Young. I definitely like Thaddeus Young, but I agree with Terry. He he certainly I could see you know Lakers would be a nice would be a nice fit I, for him. I was actually gonna bring up with Lakers. That's a, I think he wants to be on a contender. Yeah, he's yeah. been he's a guy who's not been really on a lot of bottom feeders in his career. Mm-hmm. The Pacers team is pretty solid after Victor went down. I could see him. I don't know if he takes. Maybe he's the guy that takes the you know a lot less money to go out LA and maybe win a chip. Yeah, a- a- absolutely, man. Um, so my number nine guy was um Jermichael Green. Mm-hmm. Jermichael yeah. Green was my number nine guy. Um, average nine and six last year. Forty eight percent from the field, forty percent from three, and I thought yeah. he had a good playoff run with the Clippers. Shout out to Doc Rivers and that Clippers team because I thought they, they were they had an excellent run. Gallo, you know, Gallo's our boy. Once a Nick, always a Nick. Sure. I, I always like Gallo. But Jermichael Green, man, scrappy, gives you length, gives you versatility, gives you athleticism, can play on both ends. Like I said, the three-point shooting, the defense, Jermichael Green is a guy I liked. And remember, JLS, when, when we had Macri on the show last year, we had talked yeah. about him as as a potential trade candidate yep. when we were trying to get Courtney Lee out of here. Yep. That would have been a good trade. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Terry, yeah. Terry, that was your number nine guy, man. What, yeah. what did you like about I, him? I'm all in on Jermichael Green. Um, I bring this up. People who think Fizdale loves Moutier, wait till you meet his first love, Jermichael Green. Yep. Because <laughs> uh, Fizdale basically built this dude into what he is today in Memphis. Mm-hmm. Um, Jermichael Green wasn't some highly touted prospect or anything. Fizdale really worked with him. Got him in that outside J, tough as nails. Um, kind of in this, you know, in the in the cheaper option at the four that we're all kind of talking about yeah. now. He's my number one guy um, because I think he gives you kind of what the others give you, but he gives you not. He's not as old as Thad, right? And his defense is better than Portis, so you kind of hit that, you know, that perfect midpoint of what you want. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that physical connection, man. I think he. So he's someone. I think if physical talks to him, he's like, come to New York. You know what I mean? Get to be in the in the garden, maybe start at the four, and be under my potential. Maybe his favorite coach of all time, the one who gave him a shot. Yeah, that's a good. You know, that's the kind of guy we could possibly get for cheap, um, even if we if we do sign stars. So right. that's one to look out for. I think Jermichael Green has been, like I said, that physical connection strong, and he fits a really serious need at the four for us, and the shooting and all that. He, he brings that toughness that we need, JLS man. Yeah. We need some toughness. At the four spot. You know, Mitch is my guy, but like I said, we need a lot of front court depth, man. We don't know if Mitch can stand up for 82 games. We still don't know that yet. It's a big yeah, test right. for him in the sophomore year, man. Yep. Right about that, man. And we can finesse, finesse him like we did Mario when Mario took that one year pay cut for seven mil. I mean, I could probably do that with Jermichael as well, man. I can see it happening. Sure. Uh, absolutely, man. JL, just slide to your left a little bit. Good. Yeah, sure. yeah, great, great. All right, Jails, um, back to you. Your number eight was um, Darren Collison. Now, this guy seems like this guy's always a free agent. Is it just me or the Knicks? <laughs> o- is it just me or the Knicks always interested in Darren Collison, man? This guy has never had a long term deal or something that <laughs> it's because he's short, CP. Yeah, I, I think so, man. <laughs> it is, it is like typically in the NBA, if you're six feet tall. Even if you play well, even if your stats are high, 
they were like, okay, was it about the defense? And they don't want to take the chance. So that's, I, I feel like that's what really what it is. Because he's, he's uh, what, Chris Paul's protege. Mm-hmm. He's coming to his zone. He's been very solid. Victor Oladipo went down. And you can see by the numbers that, that he, he shot pretty well from three. Um, I think he shot close to 40%. The year before that, he shot 46%. And when uh, Victor Oladipo came down, he ran that offense efficiently and was able to keep keep um, keep the paces afloat, man. Everybody expected the, the paces to kind of fall down after a while after Victor um, took his toll and went down with the injury. But Darren was, was able to keep them afloat. So shout out to Darren, who kept that offense going. Uh, of course, defense would be the problem. Still yeah. He, he, Small. Yeah. Yeah. But he can run an offense. He can pass. He can shoot. And we don't have any really – what point guards do we have on a team that can shoot? None. ISO. Yeah, ISO if you want to run him at the point. Exactly. And ISO is not really a point guard. So that's why I, I threw in Darren Collison. Even though I really want to give our point guards a little bit more run, really, I, because we have so many, mm-hmm. if we were to get a point guard, though, I would want a veteran, most likely. Terry, Terry, what's your what's your thoughts on Carlson? I, I think he's nice, scrapper. You know, eleven point yeah. six. He, he's a solid, steady hand at the point guard position. One that he can run the offense better than anyone on our team right now. I can tell you that. Yeah. But I would be looking for him in in a backup role, in a supporting role to DSJ. Right. So that's what I'm gonna ask you, Jealous. You have him if he comes. If that's a backup to DSJ. Yeah, I mean he's a backup or someone who can kind of mentor. Yeah. I mean, some, I'll shout out to the chat. Somebody did say Kadeem Allen. Kadeem Allen is actually a nice little prospect as well. Yet to be, it's yet to be seen if you do that from 82 game uh, span, but I do like the prospect of Kadeem yeah. Allen. I get that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, look, Carlson's solid. You know what you're getting. You can get some shooting. He can help organize the offense. Um, again, I, I, to me, he's not. I, I really just want to see DHJ and Frank and Kadeem, if that's a three, if you're not getting anyone big. I kind of want to see them go out there. Um, especially, I feel like you gotta get a bit more evidence on Frank. Yeah, you know, if, I agree. If they might be keeping him. So I think, like, look to this point, as bad as Frank has been at times, you don't have as much evidence as we should. He missed half of last season, the first season, all that stuff with Hornacek or whatever. So to me, I'm not if Collison's minutes are gonna be and his mentorship is worth finding out more about. Not just Frank, about DSJ as well, and even Kadeem, even if he ends up being a solid contributor. Um, but, like, nice guy, you know, if he comes in, another kind of solid vet, not going to cause problems, yeah. hit the three, organized offense. Um, but not someone I can be excited about. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I still I still think we should, we need to go for a veteran point guard. I understand the need. I want to see DSA and Frank get a bulk of the minutes. I still think we need, from a development standpoint, a coach on the floor, kind of like that Jared Jack type with less minutes. You know what I mean? Somebody yeah. that's going to come in and, and help DSJ prepare every night, help him run the offense. You know, we've yeah. seen those inconsistencies with DSJ. Help him in practice. You know what I mean? Make sure he's taking care of his body. So, so, you know, somebody like that, that he can really look up to. You know, he, he he's on the second team in as many years. So I think having a, a veteran behind him will kind of help stabilize him a little bit. Yeah, our team is in a weird state, man. Like, like. Like I said, I'm more interested in giving our young guys some run, just like Terry said, but also understand what it means to have a veteran in here who can actually show you what to do and show you how to move. So it's like you, with this team, you're kind of caught between a rock and a hard place in, the, in yeah. a bunch of positions. Yeah. Like, yep, yep. You're giving up one to, 
to give up something. You, you, you're taking one to give up something else. Yeah. I um I interviewed um the guy Brian O'Ringer, scout with Brian. And he was a former scout with the Raptors and the Hawks. I interviewed him last night. We talked about RJ. And we'll put that out between tomorrow and, and Saturday. And I asked him, I was like, you know, some people will disagree in, in terms of uh, needing a vet. Some people see it as overrated. He said you you absolutely need veteran players on your team to, to kind of oh, yeah. solidify the rookies, especially when they're going through that 82-game you know, yeah. grind. He said you need that veteran presence to help the rookies. Big time. We, like I said, Scott Perry's been through, he started, what, 2017. So we get the, the early KP MVP thing, and then we're tanking the rest of that year. We tanked last year. Scott Perry knows he needs to put some wins on the board. We, we have to show progress this year, and yep. we do need vets. We can't have the kind of randomness last year that we saw a lot of times where, like, you know, almost like they're predetermined starting lineup changes after X amount of games. Yeah. This year, we, especially, even if more, even more so if we strike out, we really have to show that we're building as a franchise and it's not yeah. just out of there, you know, talking about this culture change. So we need vets. We need three. We're so young. Like people, people talk about, you know, I even mean, I was just telling you that, but you look at how young we are. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, we're beyond, we're young enough. Like we don't need to just keep collecting more yeah. kids. We got to sprinkle in a little bit of guidance and vets there. Absolutely. I think the Hawks did a good job of kind of balancing that a bit last year. Absolutely. Terry. Look, look at, I'm sorry. One more yeah. point. Mm-hmm. Look at what, yeah. The biggest point ever. Look what happened when DeAndre Jordan landed oh, with Mitchell Robinson. And think about what that can mean for somebody like the SJ or somebody like Kevin Knox. If you get somebody in here who can show them the ropes in their position, like, oh, don't, young man, don't do this. Do this. Cut this way. Cut that way. Like, that's invaluable. It's very invaluable. So I don't, I, we don't just need young pieces. We need some veterans here and there to show these guys how to do it. I agree, man. I agree. So, me and Terry's number eight. We need sharpshooting, man. Give me Bojan Bogdanovich. 6'8", 216, 18 points a game, 42% from three, 50% overall, season high 37.7 boards. That we. This is the guy, man. This yeah, is the yep. guy I would throw some money at. We need three-point shooting. We've needed three-point shooting for like three years. We haven't solved that issue, man. It's a three-point shooting league. This guy is a flamethrower, and I, I think I think this is this is one of the free agency acquisitions I, I like, man. Terry, what about you? I'm all in. I'm hyped for Boyan potentially. I mean, there's no smoke at all right now, um, as much as some of the bigger guys. I'm a huge Boyan fan. It comes from the series. I mean, I've always respected him as a player. I watched that series a couple of years ago, LeBron's last year, that Pacers series. Oh, yeah. They scared him he a little bit. legitimately defending LeBron mm-hmm. and somehow keeping up with him. He had the sh- he, had, he had a combination of everything. He had the strength to stay with LeBron, the defensive end. And, you know, he's stretching the floor on the offensive end. People realize, you know, we talk about Oladipo going down. It was more than even Carlson or Thad Young. It was Boyan carrying the hell out of them last year. Yeah. Uh, I didn't even think he was capable of that. Mm-hmm. So the role he'd be playing, I mean, he would be our best player for yeah. 100%. <laughs> yeah. But he wouldn't be the number one option in the right. sense where we're forcing it to him. Yep. This is the cat. Listen, I don't, he probably wants to go to contender. It's another one of those weird things. Mm-hmm. But it's the guy who plays defense. He's not gifted on that band, but he plays defense, knows right. where to be can shoot lights out, knows where to get on offense, exactly the kind of guy you want players to look at and learn how to play the NBA game. And solid, man, and the shooting. That's what, like you said, absolutely. Shooting. We need shooting badly, man. Love with Boyan. I can see him bombing threes, the garden going crazy. 
man, once I saw that defense on LeBron a couple years ago, and I, I LeBron was definitely genuinely trying, and Boyan was at least able to bother him. Yeah, this guy, if he's giving you that on both ends. That that's huge. He's not a liability there, and that's big. Yeah, for he, he, yeah, he, he's not like he's not locked down, but he's not going to kill you. He's a scrapper. Exactly. He's a scrapper. He fights. You know what yep. I mean? He's one of those guys that fights, man. JL, what's your thoughts on him? So, would you have him start and have Knox off the bench? That's my worry. That's my biggest problem because he's only oh, six yeah. eight. I don't know if you could run him at the four. Yeah. For yeah, because yeah, I agree with everything you guys said, but it's, it's like I said, it's a tr- it's a very tricky balance because of the. The small forward, the young small forwards, and the young guards you have on this team between Knox, Frank, uh, everybody forgets Iso Zoe is here as well. Um, Johnson. Johnson, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Plus RJ. There's only like but so many minutes here. Yeah. So it's like this guy is great. He's good. He's good at what he does. But you always have that, you always gonna have that problem. So all right, where are these minutes coming from? <laughs> yeah, and I don't know if he comes here to be a six man, to be honest. I'd yeah. love him as a six man, like you know, him and Zoe coming off yeah, the bench. Like the that's what I'm saying. Insane, but you know, I don't know what he's motivated. I think he's thirty right now. Thirty, so. yeah, thirty. He's thirty years old right yeah. now. Yeah, whatever he does right now is determining what his legacy or whatever it is in the NBA ends up being. So big summer for him. That you know, he may really be looking for a, a team that's closer to being where they should be. Yeah, but believe me, even if Nick fans, Nick fans who don't know that much about him, I guarantee if we happen to sign him. And it's not a crazy dumb contract for too many years or whatever. You will see this guy being a fan favorite early in the season. He's going to have the garden on fire. He's that type of guy. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. What do you guys in the chat think about Boyan Bogdanovich? This is my guy. This is the guy right here, man. This is the guy I would I would really like to see on, on this team, man, to help us with some shooting. Sorely yeah. needed. Sorely good, needed. Good. I don't know. Anyone was all in on Boyan like me. So good to hear. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, we need shooting, man. Just looking at this yeah. list, we we need shooting in the worst way. Yeah. It's, it's just where we're going to put them. Like, I was, oh, yeah. Like, small forwards is like, I, I small forwards are like, dope, it's dope to have a fire small forwards. Like, where are these men is coming from? Right. Like, like are we going to prioritize? I mean, that's the problem with half this list, really. It's <laughs> 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 like, yo, where are these men is going? Yeah. But with the small forwards, even more so. This was for small forwards. It's like with guards and power forwards, you can kind of, kind of like make an argument for it. Small forwards, it's like, all right, damn, we got already six people. This is like six, seven, six, eight. Facts. I mean, do, do, you, do you guys think Knox ends up as a four in the league? Hundred percent. You know, it's funny. Somebody asked me that yesterday. I was I was at the um, hashtag sports conference over the past two days in New York. Somebody asked me that. I forgot if if Knox could play small ball four. I mean. He's kind of like a tweener, right? That's what me and the guy were talking about. He's kind of like a tweener because he's still going to be way too slow to guard a lot of the top threes. Yeah. And will he ever be big enough to hold it down as a fourth? It'll be left to be seen. Yeah. I feel like you wonder, is there... Yeah. Oh, you go, Jails. Oh, I'm just saying, it seems like he's years away for him from even considering that. Like, right. Four or five years away. Right. Yeah. Like, All right, you're a power forward now. Right. <laughs> Because Tobias, I think Tobias was 100% a three. Now, the NBA changed. Yeah. Because when Tobias came in, he had to be a three. You know, you know, it wasn't an option for guys like that to really be a four. But he grew into his body over time. And Knox has a frame. Knox is 6'9". Could end up being 6'10". You know, mm-hmm. the room is about growing. He, he has a body. If he eats enough and gets up there, he can definitely potentially hold his own. And every now and then on the boards, I do see him being pretty aggressive. There are yeah. times that season, you say like a month or a couple of weeks here, he was really getting after the rebounds, or mm-hmm. at least showing effort. 
Um, but that'd be interesting to see, you know, we definitely need a four. It'd be interesting to see if they sign someone who's more of a three, what they, what yeah. is and whatever they end up trying to figure out as a result. True deep, man. Good points, Terry. Now, before we get into our number seven guy, because it was unanimous between all of us, um, <laughs> there were reports between yesterday and today that, uh, and this guy wasn't on our list. That's why I wanted to bring him up. And that's Boogie Cousins. Now, yeah. there's reports. There was one report from Mark Stein that said the Knicks could be interested in giving Boogie a one-year large deal if, if you know, they don't get their top targets. Then Begley came in and corrected and then said the Knicks are still prioritizing Randall and Portis over Boogie before they would consider that. Me, personally, I'm not considering him at all. <laughs> like, I think, let me tell you something. It is a terrible idea to go yeah. out and give this dude a crazy one-year bag to come on this team that's going to go through some tough times already with his sketchy past. There's no reason to do that in New York. In New York. You heard you heard what, what Noah said about New York. New York was too lit too for late. him. Too New York was too lit for him. Yeah. The reason, the reason yeah. Boogie worked with Gold Sabre is because he could fly under the radar. He could do whatever he wanted. Even if he wilded out in Golden State, they can kick him off the team and they wouldn't even miss him. Because my guy, Kevon Looney, was doing his thing anyway. I told people that. They didn't need Boogie. Yep. So, I yeah, I, I, I just say, to me, yeah. stay. Uh, that's not the guy that you want when you, we're trying to bring harmony right now. We're trying to bring harmony right now, Terry. Not on <laughs> this team. Listen, Boogie, you brought up Golden State, right? Boogie yeah. was at a situation where he knew he couldn't be the reason they didn't win. Because he, his career already had that label of, you know, somewhat inefficient center as, you know, as much of a center, as much as a center could be inefficient on bad teams, putting up crazy stats, right? Cancer, locker room cancer, team cancer, all that. So he knew at Golden State, he at least had to be on his best behavior. Yep. What do you do when you put Boogie on this team, right? So we strike out, we put Boogie on this team, maybe you sign someone else, but we got Boogie and no one else major. And in January, we're a 17 and 23 and there's a party in Midtown Exactly. <laughs> and, he, and, he, and he's making $25 million. Like, as much as I believe Boogie, if Boogie got signed, he would come here and tell us a lot of great things at the press conference about how Golden State changed him. We saw what it was like at the top level, blah, blah, blah. When it's cold in New York and it's mid-January and the Knicks are hitting their January slump and you're the only vet on the team and it's a bunch of 19-year-olds yeah. and Boogie's going to be, what, Chill. 27? Chill. How much like, is Boogie really the guy who's gonna be a guy? Come on, we gotta nope. do extra free. He's not. He's you not know what? You know what, guys? Dale's jumping here, man. No way, man. You know what? I'm gonna have to play devil's advocate since both of y'all are going so hard. On okay, okay. <laughs> I'm gonna play devil advocate just for fun. <laughs> I mean, he's coming off a bad year when he's being rehabbed, so maybe he'll have a better year this year. You know what I mean? Hey, maybe the three-point shot will come back. Will come around, back around, and you know what? We need some spacing. We need some spacing. We need some spacing. Some threes and the threes he's, too, he's too slow, Jay Ellis, man. And, he's too he slow, man. He can, you know, he can pass from the top of the key. He was fitting in with Golden nah. State. That's my favorite thing to pass in at least. Passing, <laughs> yes, and he could shoot the three. Uh, I get it. He's, I'm not saying he's not talented. I'm not saying he's not talented. I'm just saying that's not the direction I'm trying to go in, man. Like, how many Achilles guys are you about to go after, man? Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly, Terrence. <laughs> let's, let's you know, go slowly here. Let's go slowly here, man. to be a little devil, devil's advocate. I'll give you an example. I definitely think there's also maybe some time where Boogie does come here, 
and maybe he's a little bit cleaned up a bit from Golden State and he, he gives his all. But I'm like, what's the best version of that? And I'm like, I don't know if that is worth yeah. what the worst version of it is. Not worth it, so, man. Not we got rid it. of Noah before we really had to. Yeah. Because of potential chemistry issues with the new with the new Oh, we lost, so he's not that guy. I, I, yeah. You're putting a lot on him. You're not asking him, yo, mentor Mitch. You're pretty much asking this guy to be a leader of this completely young, impressionable team. Exactly. What can go wrong? Yeah, what can go wrong? Everything. <laughs> yeah, everything. everything. I, can, I, I can hear about the midseason fight in Tarrytown where Boogie puts Dennis Smith Jr. and left practice in a huff. Absolutely, man. <laughs> I Absolutely. don't want it. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, so let's let's run through. We got two more seven and six, and then we're gonna go to the phone. Shout out everybody in the chat. Hit that thumbs up button for you boys if you're a diehard Knicks fan. This is the home for you. This is the number one show for the fan by the fan. CP from Knicks Fan TV. My man JL from Nick at Time Show. Our boy Terry Terrence Ross from the Terry and Trey Show in the building. We're gonna be here tonight and tomorrow breaking down our top ten free agent targets for the Knicks. Coming in at number seven. Unanimous decision, Julius Randle. Hmm. <laughs> Julius Randle, 21 Man. points, 8 boards, 52% from the field. Showed that he could stretch the floor a little bit this year. You know, 34%. I I, I would call him a three-point capable shooter. You capable. know, capable. Nothing hey. too crazy. Um, 45 and 11, according to him, that was on Canna's head. Yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> which, which sadly takes away from it. Yeah, right. That, right. Yeah, done. Like, less bro, keep that to yourself. Don't put us. Don't tell us when you destroy that. Yeah, it's better banter than that, man. Absolutely. <laughs> so, I mean, I would, you know, I take him. Yeah. You know, I'm not thrilled <laughs> at, at a at a crazy deal for him. I hope it would be like a two year deal, nothing more. Uh, what do you guys think, Jails? What's your What's your take on Julius Randle, man? Uh, cancer 2.0. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yeah, this cancer 2.0. Like he, he can, he can listen. He <laughs> led the Pelicans in scoring when AD went down, and it didn't result in a lot of wins. <laughs> Take that as you will. Like, yeah, he, as much as he was scoring, he was giving up as just as many buckets. Yeah, more. the same problem you had when cancer was. But you're a little bit tempted because, damn, the Knicks need scoring, and where is that coming from? That's what, That was also a problem last season, especially when we, we moved Cantor. But then we're going to end up with the same kind of problem again. You see the, the .6 blocks per game is very Cantor-esque. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Terry, man, it's very interesting because I think I was doing some research and I saw that he wasn't too far away from Cantor on that defensive rating in that in those rankings this year, man. You know, right, the, the two yeah. of them were going at it back and forth on Twitter, and all I could think about was that Spider-Man meme with the two guys <laughs> pointing at each other. <laughs> because it's like, here we are now. We couldn't wait to get Cantor out of here. And right, and, and now we want to bring <laughs> the black canner in here. Black canner, I was gonna say that. <laughs> Go ahead, Here's what I'll say at least a caveat about that is he's not a five, at least he won't be a five for us. Yeah, you play a little bit of five, obviously, in some smaller ball lineups, but we have our five in Mitch, so yeah. we won't be relying on him at accurate defense the same way Ennis had to, you know, at the five position. You couldn't play Ennis anywhere else. Now, while his defense has definitely regressed last year with LA. He was a pretty decent defender, very active, and he was starting to get those Draymond Green comps. Yeah. Now, yeah. He kind of changed his play style. He got a bigger role. Um, even that last year in LA, though, he was already progressing like crazy. I remember a lot of fans were upset that he did end up, you know, not staying with them. But 
Julius Randle is, it's interesting because, again, it's one of these guys who I think defends based on how much he cares about his matchup, mm -hmm. how much his coach can motivate him, and how involved his team is on defense. Um, but if you, he's not incapable. So these guys who are, you know, at least have the physical attributes to defend, I'm a little bit more intrigued by because I do, while I have issues with Fizz's X's and O's, I do trust Fizz as a motivator. Um, and I can see someone like Randall picking it up, being in New York with the garden behind his back. But to me, it, to me, I think we're, like, we, we all have him on our list. So it's not, we're definitely, you know, fond of him enough that we're willing to yeah. have yeah. contract. It's all about the contract. Kid, man. It's all about the contract. So to me, I'm like two years, 20 mil. If everything doesn't work, that's what I'm going. Yeah. I even talked into like two years, 20 four, five, just because, you know, you get a solid guy, whatever, Oof. next year's free agency might be garbage. I don't want to do that. Um, but 25. once it's, I can't go to three years. Nah, 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 I can't nah, go nah. to three no matter what. And uh, we have so much money to spend, which is why that's I the thing. That's if it ends the up thing. 25, I won't be like, you know, completely upset. Yeah. But to me, two years, 20 million. And if you could somehow turn the second year, it's a team option, which I think is totally unrealistic. Mm-hmm. But maybe two years, 20 million, second year player option or something. It's something that he might go for. Um, but it's the money. Like It's, it's, it's all really, about it's the money. The money and years with Randall. Uh, absolutely, man. Good yeah. points, Terry. So let's see. Let's see what the market has for one Julius Randall. What do you guys think in the chat about Julius Randall? I know we, we spoke about this on, uh, you know, multiple streams, getting, getting your opinions on it. It's been reported for multiple days now that the Knicks and Julius Randall now have mutual interest. So yep. so let let's see what happens, man. Also for you guys in the chat, uh, the fan poll is up. Click on the eye icon at the top right. Vote in tonight's fan poll, and we'll announce the winners um, right after the show. When we once we get to the close, shout out What's to everybody. What's that? What's the poll supposed to be? Oh, you gotta click and you gotta click and vote, JLs. My fault. I, I, oh, I forgot. So all, of my, all my fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah my yeah, guy, my yeah. guy, trying to get by nepotism, right? Yeah, now. exactly, <laughs> exactly, man. But once again, shout out to everybody in the chat. Hit that thumbs up on for your boys for a little free agency. Good luck. Okay, so the last one for tonight is uh, number six, and we're gonna take phone calls right after this. Number six, unanimously, and this is number six, D'Angelo Russell. D'Lo coming off of his all-star year, 21.7 dimes, only 36% from three, but 43% overall, coming off a season high of 44 points, 12 dimes, D'Angelo Russell, hey, listen, you know, give credit where credit is due, he helped the Nets, you know, the, the reason they were 16 and they won all those games, he was a big part of that, D'Lo was a big part of that. I think for me, it comes down to the money. Yep. I feel like if if he's a guy that, you know, it, it took him his, into his third year for him to get to this level. My thing is, can you trust that over a long term? If you are you going to commit three, four years to him? Can you trust that production from him? I would particularly rather just roll the dice on DSJ. You know, yep. that's just me. That's yeah. just me, but if, like I said, if the price is right, I would go for D'Lo. Uh, Jay Ellis, I'm going to you. What do you think? It's the same problem we, we've had before with the point guards. We have so many point guards here that we have to look at, um, and it's like, man, can we pick a direction and go? Like, if we're going to go with a young point guard to develop long term, then why don't we just keep going with BSJ or Frank or Kadeem 
Like because you know, like like you said, like they those guys D turned on this past year. Yeah. Maybe DSJ can turn on this year. Right. And it and also it's like I don't want to give this guy no max money after one good year. I I learned my lesson from J.R. Smith. Like I don't want to do that again. <laughs> it's risky, Terry. It's risky, man. Yeah, ah, yeah, man. I get to the years. My, my guy's max is twenty-seven million. Like that, that number is scary. I think he's yeah. getting it because I think small markets, Phoenix and Indiana, they both have needs at the point guard position. One of them is, if if not both of them, are going to be offering him the max. I think so. You're already if you're getting him, you're probably already convincing him to not take the max. Yeah. Do you want DSJ at three years, 100 and whatever? Like, uh, I don't know, because I, I, I just feel like Dennis Smith Jr. got such a weird season last year. Yeah. You know and- you know what's so funny to me with DSJ is, like, when 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 we went through the whole draft and drafting Frank, everybody's like, you're idiots. Why didn't you take Dennis Smith Jr.? Why didn't you take Donovan Mitchell? And now that DSJ's here and we're, we're at the end of the season looking at potential upgrades, quote-unquote, now he's just damaged. Now he's just trash. Yo, he came in the middle of the season. Though. Came like, in the middle of, all, of the season. Or like, first of all, D'Lo, people who were saying D'Lo is way better than DSJ, two or two, were you saying that two years ago? Right. No one was saying that two years ago. Like, you got to actually give people time. And the fact that we even got him in, in the half of the season with no training camp, no, like, no points of interest with a Mosh Posh team, like, he, it kind of disrupts your, your, uh, your numbers and your flow of things, dog. Like, we got to actually give him a full season to really evaluate this kid and see whether or not he's worth it or not because he's going to be a free agent soon. Yeah, so and like, he, missed, he missed the ending of the season too. So yeah. when he actually like played out there, like I think what in the last 10, 15 games, him and Frank, I know Frank had the groin thing, but then DJ had the back, which kind of wasn't reported on that much. Well, that that's that's an issue. That's an issue. You know, like let's just call it a, you know, that that is definitely an issue for a guy that young. No, yeah, no. I'm not so I'm not super high on DSJ overall as a point guard. Um, I, I'm high on him in the idea of like let's see what we have because I would rather have more evidence than less before I, I put money down. To me, putting long term money down, you have to kind of know you're going to be winning. You could put the money on on D'Angelo Russell, and we could still be a lottery team for four years. Yeah, like that's actually. I mean, obviously with RJ, one of these guys is going to pop between RJ, Kevin, uh, Mitch, etc. But you know, I get D'Angelo Russell. I can't look at my roster opening day and say, "Oh, we got him, so this is gonna happen." Right. Yeah. I'm like, we go from what 17 to 33, and now, but now we uh, got 27 million in this guy. I'm like, if DJ takes a jump, we might we might get 33 wins anyway without spending the money. Yeah. Uh, and then you, I don't think you're getting him on a cheap. I just don't see how he's gonna accept a yeah. low ball offer or a short year offer right. because like definitely are teams that have real needs Pacers, that are Lakers. yeah how, how are they not going to just the, the, you know the Suns and the Pacers especially that's the kind of guy you just throw the money out because you're not a free agent a free agent destiny. yeah and if you're DSJ you, I mean sorry if you're D'Lo what is he 23 now D'Lo check it real quick yeah. D'Lo is how old is he Come on, basketball reference. D'Lo is... Uh, I feel like 23 or something. That's to my head. He was born in 96. <laughs> 23. Damn, I'm <laughs> so old, he, boy. Right. So he got a... I think he's the kind of... You know, at 23, you could go sign your four-year contract in Phoenix. You know, it's not the biggest market, but you're going to leave there at 27. It's not like you're done. Yeah. So 
you know, whereas another older guy might say, I don't want to spend the best years of my career in Phoenix. He might say, let me get this bag. Let me do this. See how it is. Maybe you, me and Booker are killing it in four years. Or maybe I'm out. I'm 27. Now I'm going to go with my big deal in a big market wherever I want to go. So I don't know, man. I, I don't see how you get him on anything less than a you go, you, three, four-year deal. I agree. And then you're paying. You're really paying the money. And our team's just not there yet. I and, agree. We're not there yet. I the agree. only reason. Yeah, the only way I see the only way I see him accepting a deal like that if it, if if, he, if he's like really intent and in sticking it to Brooklyn for not signing him yeah. he's just like oh yeah I'm just gonna go scorned see but that's yeah. our that's on like a petty on some petty stuff <laughs> that sounds like the Wiggins deal remember Minnesota Oof. like they, Wiggins promised to get better <laughs> like yo we're gonna pay you he's like yeah I'll get better I promise I will oh man, oh, man. Yeah. how does Dilo how does Dilo look now you didn't think of that good point yeah. you brought up how does Dilo look making 27 million a year now feeling like he made it like the, you know Dilo kind of had to fight for you know his respect sure. again after yeah. what happened and that edge I think turned him into who he is today what happens when he gets the bag we, we you know the Knicks we've seen contract here money ties you down man so yes, sir. yeah I, money I'm ties like you down you know one year like you said one year man oh, it's only one good year I, I want more proof hell yeah be- Beware of the contract year curse. Beware yeah, of it. Start balling out their contract year, get the bag, and the next year they turn back into a pumpkin. <laughs> I'm telling you. And Dilo is not, like I said, Dilo is not a franchise-changing guy. To me, you if you want to take a risk on a guy, you got to feel like you got like a Giannis coming up and you can see the yeah. Right, right. right. What, I, all of these deals, I'm like, what's the best-case scenario? What is Dilo doing the best he can? How far are we going as a franchise? And I'm like, even if he's even if he does well for his level, I still yeah. feel you're gonna have some trouble trading that contract if you want to trade it in three years. Okay. There'll be some. It wouldn't be the easiest contract to change. It'd still be like a fairly yeah. big one. I don't know, man. Is is it worth it? That's how I feel. It is I, I worth it, man. And to and to be fair, he could be a lot better in a few years. He is. He's still young. He's, he's still young himself. Not, he's still young. He's, he's still young. The thing is, it's just not a sure thing. So. You don't want to spend max money on something that's not a sure thing. It's like a yep, almost a bet. You don't know where you what, what you're getting. I agree. And we, we don't need to. We're not. Yeah. We're so far, and the fan base is finally ready for the actual long haul. Yeah. Right. We actually, you know, people are comparing us in the AD trade to the Lakers, and I'm like, we're not desperate. We're, they have LeBron. Right. They got to do something. They have to do something. They have to do something. They have to do something. Well, you know, the whole LOL Knicks narrative the media likes to run with. The Knicks yeah. have to do something this summer. We didn't promise anything. Perry did not tell you anything guaranteed was going to happen. Yeah. I heard him, Perry. I'm not. Perry hasn't said a word. Perry has not said a thing. Like we're going to put ourselves in a position to do different things. Absolutely, man. Right. Um, uh, I don't know. Shout out to everybody in the chat once again. Hit that thumbs up button for you boys. Uh, so that was our ten through six. Tomorrow, we're going to get from 5 to 1. So if you guys are watching live or watching later on in the man, let us know in the comment section and let us know in the chat what you guys thought about the list, who stuck out to you, who didn't you like. Let us know. Give honest feedback. Um, Shout out to everybody once again. One guy, one point guard, since we're on the topic of point guards, and we're going to get to the phones right after that. One point guard whose name also came up in the news today based on the potential Kemba fallout was Scary Terry. Rosier. Now they're saying because Boston is interested in Kemba, that would lead to Boston uh, rescinding Terry Rosier's restricted free agent status, making him an unrestricted uh, free agent. I'm good on this guy. 
capable defender, good defender, I'm good on him, man. I just feel like me personally, and I mentioned this on Twitter in terms of Terry Rozier, to me, if we're going to go to point guard route, I either want somebody who's going to be a cut above the rest of what we have right now or Mm -hmm. a cut below who's going to be prepared for a veteran backup role. I don't need a guy that's going to come in and, and be in the carousel in the mix, give you a great yeah. game one night and give you a lousy game. No, you don't know what you're going to get from him. He's still in development himself, and you're going to have to overpay for him. I don't see that. I don't see Terry Rozier uh, making any sense for us, to, to be honest, man. What do you guys think? Yeah, I, oh, <laughs> I was going to say, I'm in agreement, man. Like, I see him. I don't see him in DSJ working at all, competing for a spot. Yeah. I gotta be good team chemistry. Like you said, CP for me, either even if you don't get a guy who's better, then I want a knockdown shooter. What exactly. I want is a different point guard. So either we're getting a vet who's gonna organize, teach DSG, and if Frank is the, the the one or whatever, show them really how to run an offense. Or, you know, obviously superstars we talk about. Or someone who like uh you know Seth Curry's more of a two. We don't have him on our list. But I wouldn't mind a guy like Seth Curry. Uh, Seth Curry, in. I would bring him because of the right, shooting. Because he could knock it down. Like we got to get either shooting at that spot, yeah. or someone who's just better. Right. Like you said, throwing in Terry uh, tonight, throwing in someone who's older than both DHJ and Frank by a considerable amount, but still not far enough in his development to really say, yeah, a, a main guy. Um, not a really not like a bad attitude guy, but definitely a personality that like you got a chip on his shoulder a little bit. Yeah, chip on his shoulder, kind of. Which could you know that could go either way. Facts. Um, I I don't know, man. He can't shoot really. Like he had a couple of hot series. Yeah, he um, he caught fire a couple series. He caught fire, but can you trust? I can't really shoot, so you're still gonna have you know issue with the spacing. And again, you know, but he's someone who I for on a one year deal. He's I could see him coming in New York on a. Let me come in New York and prove it. Build my trade, build my build my value up for a free agency class where there's not that many big names in 2020. So if the Knicks feel like they just want to put together a competitive roster, um, I could see him potentially coming for way cheaper than some of the reported numbers for a year. Some kind of thing they could work out. But I'm not an exciting guy for me either. Nah. His name is popping up now. So. No, I'm not excited yeah. about JL's jumping. And it's like you know what it is. So I know what. The Knicks, I know why the Knicks are looking at him, because that year when Kyrie was down, yep, the Celtics were were looking pretty good, and he was in the middle of it, and he was a lot. He was a reason why, and he has these he has these weird numbers where he shoots bad from the field, but he's kind of like Knox, where you look around, he'll shoot bad from the field, and then but he'll shoot like forty percent from three, at least at least the season when Kyrie was out. So you're thinking might be with Kyrie gone and him having more free reign then maybe you can see some three-point production from him this year. And also, you know, even a potential triple-double threat because I feel like he had a couple of those uh, the season before as well. Mm-hmm. But like you said before, it's, it's still the same problem. It's these middle-of-the-road guys we have to kind of invest time into. Right. Where he, and we, just, we have to pick a direction. I don't want to pick – I don't want to invest in – the best really use of our time. DSJ and – it's just, it's just, it's just no, it's a bad use of our time. We just uh, have to what we have right. Uh, agreed, yeah. man. Yeah. Like we said, get a different point guard. Even Rubio, who can't shoot at all. Yeah. Rubio can organize an offense and pass. Right. But at least if yeah. Rubio's there, I feel like, oh, we're doing something totally different with this guy. He's giving guys yeah. something different. Like, um, like I said, Seth Curry. But I, I'm like, Terry Rosario just seems like another version of DSJ in a way. Mm. Um, without the athleticism. Maybe a bit of a better shooter, maybe more experienced, better defender, but not so different. 
that you wouldn't just want to see what DHJ might be able to do. Yeah. Like, if we do get... If we do get another point guard here, like I would want a veteran point guard if, if we're going that route. Yeah. Just like I said, to show people the roles. Like even Patrick, I I I uh oh, I, took, I had Patrick Beverly on the list and I took him off. I was playing the idea of having Patrick Beverly here because he has that dog in him. Yeah, and he can shoot threes and get in people's face and show people how to play with tenacity. So something like that would work as well. But like you just need a different look or a Rubio, like you said, you just need a different yeah, look. Not need a, a different young look. point guard on the Agreed, man. Agreed, agreed. Uh, once again, shout out to everybody in the chats, whether you're watching on Knicks Fan TV or the Nick of Time show. This is the home for you, number one show for the fans, by the fans. CP from Knicks Fan TV here. Uh, if you guys are new to the chat, leave us with a hashtag new. We got about over 700 people here watching on YouTube alone. Shout out to everybody watching on Facebook, on Twitch. Twitter, Periscope, wherever you guys are watching from, salute to you guys. Make sure you follow us. Make sure you hit the subscribe button and the notification bell so you don't miss anything. Rep your city, man. Wherever you guys are tuning in from, we like to see where you guys are checking in from globally. Throw your cities in the chat so we could uh, so we could shout you guys out also. All right, first call of the night. I know some guys are waiting a, a long time. Uh, let's go to L from Rochester. He wants to talk about Katie, free agency, and DSJ. L, how you feeling, man? Yeah, I'm all right. Yo, first thing, I, was, I just want to touch on the fact that I was hearing your guys talk about our team. And what's crazy is, is like, I don't agree with our team being like a 17-win team. It's obviously that we was tanking. You know, so a lot of a lot of games that we had, we could have easily won. But Fisdale just like completely just like, you knew we was nailing it in. So, honestly, like, I think our range is probably, like, within, like, 25, maybe 30 wins, to be honest. So, I mean, I think we're a lot better than what people are making this season. And as far as DSJ, DSJ, I think it it was a lack of conditioning that played a part in him just looking like he was looking. Because, obviously, that he had chemistry because when he first came to the Knicks, you seen how him and DeAndre Jordan was throwing them alleys yeah. and all that. So it's not like yep. he doesn't know how to. So he can't. He can't. He can't. He can't. He can't be, play a part of the team. He just that he was in Dallas and Luca just took the shine. It was quiet for him. It was quiet for him. They realized what they had in Luca, a bigger man that was a guard that could do whatever he wanted to do with the ball. He's he's a phenomenal talent. But you know what I'm saying. So I don't know. I don't really know where I stand with DSJ at all the way. But I really want to see what we got because I think that if DSJ plays how he will, how he's supposed to play, man, it'd be lights out. But and as far as KD comes to the Knicks, man, I want KD. I ain't gonna lie. But at the same time, if KD don't come there. Oh well. I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It is what it is. I mean, I I, I ain't missing him too much. You know because he still got to sit out a year. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so right. who knows just how Anthony Davis played that whole situation, how he got in New Orleans. Who knows what's going to shake free later in the later in, 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 in Somebody always shakes free. It always happens. It always True. happens. Okay. But pre- pre- Appreciate the call, man. My bad. We, we just got a ton of calls and we want to get through it um, so we can wrap up. Um, yeah, I mean, listen, the KD thing is definitely a gamble. No doubt about it. We don't know what he's going to be like. You have doctors who are saying, you know, when you come back from an Achilles, it's really in your second year of the recovery that you, you become yourself. So we're talking about it could be a, in, in the third year of a four-year deal that you actually see KD at his maximum, which could still yeah. be 90% of himself. Yeah. Yeah. The, the one weird thing with the KD thing, though, KD in a weird way would buy the core more time. 
Uh, yes. Simply, simply being like, so I look at the scenario. If KD was signed and he was healthy, right, we would 100% have to ship off some of these kids because you just there, there were just too many kids for us to really build a championship roster, which we'd have to do. Mm-hmm. But KD being on the men, we, we 100% get this year as a black slate now to see what RJ, Mitch, how much Mitch and Knox improve, what DHJ looks like if Frank gets better. And then even his first year back, if he, like you said, if he is still kind of working through some stuff, you kind of somewhat get some of that in year two. Now you're talking about the money we're spending. That's a whole different thing. But it's interesting to see what our, how far RJ could get as potentially a number one option with KD on the sidelines. And if it ends up like a perfect thing where RJ's right ready to kind of take that mantle and KD comes in and it's like a nice symbiotic, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I hate J- JL's guy, man. Yeah, I agree, but I mean at the same time too, I feel like what a year from now there's gonna be a few people off the books too. Like you know, like DSJ might not even be here. We don't even know. So I mean like we we, we might be able to sign somebody else next season. Well, actually, you know what? Free agency next season is not not yeah. actually Honestly, man, <laughs> I, I just I can't even think about free agency next season, man. Let me no, let me just get through. Again. We can't do that again, man. <laughs> can't do that again. This has been a one year process already, man. Hey, man. Hey, man. Listen, forty eight years from now, Zion will be a free. Yeah, agent. now we gotta be talking about Zion Chase. I'm gonna be long gone by then, Jay. RJ, RJ is gonna recruit him. I'll, I'll be long gone from there, man. Uh, Zay My from, nephew's gonna be doing the post game live. Yeah. Zay, Zay from Maryland. <laughs> Zay from Maryland is up next. What up, Zay? How you feeling, man? Hey, what's going on, guys? Good, good, man. How you feeling? Good, good. Can't complain. Um, I just wanted to say, you know, I just wanted to kind of put my input on, like, if we just happen to strike out, mm-hmm. uh, I kind of just touched base on uh, what the last person was saying. We're not totally, like, out of the water, you know. Right now, the league is a top-heavy league. A majority of the top wigs. Yeah, the Warriors are out, but you still got Houston that's possible. You still got the Lakers now. We got about three to four years before anyone's really taking it from the top four teams that's there, which is Houston, Golden State, um, and uh, Milwaukee, and Toronto, and things like that. So, I mean, if we continue to build our guys up and actually build consistency, this is the first time we've had actual talent on the team. And I feel like we got to just stay the course. I mean, let our people, let our players kind of get comfortable with each other, build chemistry as well as grow. And then later on, we can build, bring the free agency in uh, along the way, but not like force our hand and trade half, uh, half the young guys for like a star. Yeah. That's all I wanted to say. All right. Appreciate the call, man. Definitely appreciate that. No problem. All right, let's go to um, – so that was Zay. Appreciate the call. Let's go to BK. Um, actually, sorry, let's go to Will. Will from LI. Wants to talk about uh, free agency, wants to sign. Yeah. Will, how you feeling, man? Yeah, what's up, guys? Yo, Jay Ellis, uh, CP, Trey. Oh, big fan of you, Trey. Uh, I love the video you It's Terry. It's Terry, man. It's Terry, Will. Oh, Terry, Terry, my bad, my bad. Thank you, man. I wasn't looking at the video. I wasn't looking at the video. Either way, you still put out good cards there. I love it, I love it. My bad, my bad. Um, listen, yeah, listen, man. Um, when it comes to the, the agents that you guys were saying, if we strike out, right, one of the names I did not like was Bobby Porter. Like, mm. like, like, question, like, um... Answer me if I'm wrong. Wasn't he the one that, like, punched one yeah. of his teammates or something he did, like that? He did, he yeah, did, Yeah, I mentioned that. Right, I mentioned he, that. Yeah. <laughs> hey, <laughs> my, hey, Michael Jordan punched yeah. Steve Kerr, man. 
If you want to be great, that's what you got to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, but you got to punch really somebody, you know? He's the goat, though. He's the goat. So he can get a little bit more leeway. I, 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 I'm not messing with Bobby Porter. So yeah. I that dude just gives me bad vibes all around. I don't, I don't like his face. I don't like nothing about this guy. You know, take a look at Bobby Porter. <laughs> what, one of the names that you guys did say that I like was um, Seth. I really do like Seth. I think he'd be a good um, piece. And in terms of veteran leadership, I'd go with um, – Vince Carter. Like, I, I think Vince Carter is, like, a good old head, you know? Yeah. He wouldn't play too much, and he's just going to be there showing these guys, like, what it means to be, you know, an all-star and the work that goes into that. So, I really be looking at that. Um, and um, ultimately, you know, the dream scenario, I hope we get Katie, just because it will take away a lot of the pressure that we will have to spend the money, because he'll be taking a good chunk like that. And then, you know, it, it just let these guys grow it. I think it's going to be great next season because this past season, it was like, okay, I'm only looking out for Kevin Knox and Mr. Robinson. Now I can look out for Kevin Knox, Mr. Robinson, DSJ, and RJ Barrett, and ISO. So it's like all these guys that you're going to be looking at while they're playing, it's just going to be a good thing overall. But I was, that, that's my little two cents, man. I love, okay. I love all you guys. Keep up the good work. Keep hustling. And I'm happy that y'all all with us with this crazy-ass weekend that we're about to have. Yes, yeah, so, it is, you know, man. Pushing, you know, Nick, Nick's therapy. Appreciate it, Will. Appreciate it, man. Yo, first of all, two things that had me cracking up. Um, somebody, we were talking about Bobby Portis, punch somebody. Somebody said somebody needs to punch Frank awake. <laughs> no. That was Demo B in the chat. So, <laughs> no. <laughs> we can't. We don't advocate for violence, man, but that was hilarious. That's, yeah. Funny uh-huh. enough, though, uh, Meritage and Portis, they kind of made up. And I yeah. remember reading something like a lot of the players on the team supported Bobby. It was yeah. a case where, you, I'm just saying. I'm I not, did, too, no, yo. I did, that, too. If you listen to KLT, I supported Bobby. But go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, I heard people say it, But if you, I will say this. If you Google Bobby Portis, that dude got crazy eyes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he do got the crazy eyes, yeah, man. That's crazy. just tenacity. No. <laughs> but, but those who don't know the story... Miritich stepped to Bobby, and Bobby was trying to was like, "Yo, chill. I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I'm just trying to play ball." Yeah. Miritich stepped on three times, and I think he pushed him before Barty popped him in the face. Like, oh man! So it was, I was, I, I was on Miritich, and then Bobby got, Bobby got suspended. But I mean, he didn't instigate. It. He was trying to walk away. Jesus. And and, I mean, and yeah, no issue since. Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, man. Those things, those things happen. If I would, I would hope that Ninja P and them do their background work. If they're confident in this kid's, you know, character, do some background work, do some investigations, and if he, if he pans out, bring him in. I'm fine with that. I'm, Honorable I'm mention that. Noah Bali. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. Um, shout out to everybody in the chat once again. Hit that thumbs up button for you boys. Let's see where people are checking in from. We got Carlos Torres from Albuquerque, New Mexico. Nick's Junkie from Albuquerque, New Mexico. We got uh, Carlos Martinez from Perth, Australia. Uh, Sandwick from Perth, Australia. We got Australia in the building, global. GCal27 from Long Island. We got Bomani, Toronto. Ive Dollars, what's good? From Philly, VA Beach in the building. What's going on? Gambit Management. Queens, New York, Billy Bats in the building. What's going on? We got Shaolin, Little BJ Rock. Awesomeness from Brooklyn. What's what's going on, man? Salute to everybody. G-Stars from uh, Apopka, Florida. All right. Yeah, man. Glo- yeah, global man. out here, man. Def- yeah, definitely man. global. One more point on, on, on Will's point on Vince Carter, man. Listen, I'm going to tell you guys one thing. I don't want to hear no Vince Carter news until, like, 
the day before the preseason. <laughs> this, this is way too important, man. I don't want to hear Vince Carter and the Knicks have interest. Like, I saw those articles from Begley, and, like, I immediately kept scrolling. Like, nah, I'm not reading this right now. I, I can't read this right now, man. We got 37 shooting guards on this team, dog. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> I'm not I'm not talking about that. That's why we Vince should Carter, go for I mean, like I said, if he's going to be a 15th man and I expect to play that much, he's going to be a motivational speaker. I'm cool. Absolutely. These guys need minutes. These guys need minutes, <laughs> man. Yo, wait. But tell me I'm lying. Yeah. Fizdale the type of coach to play VC way longer than <laughs> and and justify it with something like this is Vince Hannity, man. Yeah, man. Well, you know, I, I just think Vince had it going. I, yeah, this I think yeah, Vince had it going for that stretch, you know. I, I didn't want to disrupt the flow, man. I just think Vince had it going tonight. Yeah, I didn't think it was fair to, to ISO if I brought him back in at yeah, this point. Facts, man, remember, remember when Fizz put Timmy on Levert? Oh, Talk about man. his defense. Yeah, don't Long be shocked. He gets been to ISO at the end of the game saying, yo, we got to train these guys how to close games. Gotta, we got to give Vince his motorcycle one more time. You know what I mean? <laughs> nah, man. All right. On the phones, we got our guy Ari in the building. Ari, how you feeling, bro? Hey, what's up, guys? I'm feeling all right. How you guys doing? Good, good, man. What's, what's good? Nothing. Um, I mean, I know you guys are doing uh, – Top ten free agent targets, but in reality, there's really only two. Obviously, right? Yeah. So I mean, well, then, I, don't know. I mean, we, we got to be prepared for Plan B, C, and D, man. You know, at the end of the day, right, we're gonna right, sign. Right, right. We're gonna sign so, people, regardless of who we get. So we got to talk yeah. about everybody. Right, right. So I understand, but um, like, are we, like, are we on agreement that you do not sign anyone besides Kevin Durant or, Ky- or Kawhi Leonard to more than two year deals? Because that's where yeah. I'm at. Yeah. Go ahead, Terry. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of there, to be honest. That said, listen, your GM and your front office is doing a great job. You get the guy who's about to break out on a on a two-year deal, four-year deal now, way undervalued, and then you're you're benefiting later on. Yeah, good GMs, you know, sometimes it's a crapshoot, but good GMs can sometimes identify these guys. Um, so, to me, if we see something beyond two years – I'm hoping it's low money and it's someone they 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 really see, see as something down the line, or you know, it's a superstar and we're all in, obviously. But yeah, I'm I'm kind of stuck on that two year right. thing. Like the two, yeah. I start getting really iffy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we all are on, on agreement there. Yeah, I, I mean, I mean, personally, I think I I I kind of lean to the one year thing, but I could live with two because next year is not the greatest uh, free agent class. But you right. know what happens, like you know. Just like Anthony Davis wasn't a free agent and he requested a trade, who's saying that yep. Dame Dalla can't do the same thing or yeah. anybody else? So, you know, I think flexibility is key. I wouldn't sign anyone a two-year deal, um, so more than two-year deals for sure. And even two-year deals, I think it's a little bit of a stretch. That's, that's just me um, personally. But I'll, I'll tell you one thing. I, 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 like the, I like the boogie idea, not, not, not because I want boogie. I actually don't want boogie on the team, but it just shows that the Knicks front office is thinking about one-year deals, right? I feel like, you know, I am I get way more scared when I hear about D'Angelo Russell because you know he's not going to take a one-year deal, yeah. D'Angelo Russell. I get way more scared when I hear that than when I hear Boogie on a one-year deal. I, I, I don't think it's the worst idea. I think it's, I think it's a bad idea because I think he's, he's not good for the culture. I don't want him around – I don't want him around R.J. Barrett, right? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, I don't want him around the mm-hmm. young guys, just personally. I, I think he's bad for the culture, but it just shows that the, the – the front office is 
at least thinking that, like, you know, because you know Boogie's going to sign a one-year deal to prove himself to get that, that big bag. Right. So it just shows that they're thinking about one-year deals, which I kind of like, mm-hmm. but I don't want Boogie. You know, who I do think would be an interesting fit that I don't think you guys mentioned, mm-hmm. if we don't get anybody, is the one, the Morris twins. Because I didn't. Wasn't I think he on you the could list? get them at. I, I had him on the list at first, and I took him off. Oh, JL was, switched his list up on us, was, man. I was. I was. I was, JL, doing, you I was switched going, the list. Well, but the Morris twins. I had Matthew on the list. I mean, there have been legit, but there have also been legit discussions about that too. Uh, even though it's not on one of our personal lists, he like that's that's very much a possibility. Yeah, I wouldn't mind it. We just gotta we just more Because think about it. Yeah, I just think I just think that he's the type of guy who you could overpay, like give him like twenty million dollars for one year. You overpay him just so he takes that shorter deal. Chances are he'll be like one of the best players on our team, so he'll put up good stats and get a bigger deal down the road. Yeah, but I feel like he's a guy who you know wouldn't stunt. The, you know, it's important when you when you get these like guys. Right. Like the reason why I hated Kimmy so much was because <laughs> he stunted the young players' growth. Right, like mm-hmm. I feel like the Morris twins, they're just gonna stand. They're gonna stretch the floor. They're gonna play good defense. They're gonna set hard screens. Um, you know, they're gonna be good team players, but they're not gonna take twenty-five shots like Boogie Cousins yeah, would take. It's true. Or like D'Angelo yeah, Russell or Julius right Randall. You know what I mean? They they would slot right in, man. So I think that. Call, man. I just sorry, I I just gotta move through the calls, man. But yeah, I hear, I hear him. As long, hey, if Mitch approves, I'll approve. Yeah, man, because Mitch is about to go to blows with, with Mark. Yeah, I was just, yeah well, but, but, both of them, right? Didn't both of them. The other one? <laughs> Mitch yeah. was about to son both of them. Yeah, man. My quick point on the Morrises, though, yeah. for me, if you're going to consider them, I'm like, why not just get Jermichael Green? Because I'm like, I think he's giving you a lot of that, a little bit, maybe a little bit, a little bit younger. tougher, but a little longer, mm-hmm. at least for defensive purposes. And you're not going to deal with any chemistry issues and him and Fizz are tight. So I'm like, I don't think there's a gap between them where I wouldn't just rather get Jermichael Green. I think he's going to be way cheaper, too. Yeah, true indeed, man. True indeed. I appreciate the call, Ari. That, that was a good call. Let's move it along. Let's go to Corey from Uptown Harlem. He wants to talk about uh, KD. Corey, how you feeling, bro? I'm feeling good, bro. I'm feeling good, man. And I really like our chances. I think I think Kevin Durant's coming here because... I feel like the fact that he's going to be out for a year, I think that, you know, he's going to take the long-term approach and watch the guys develop. And also, R.J. Barrett and Kevin Durant, they have the same agent. So I really feel like, you know, and uh, I really feel like, you know, he's going to come here because I really think after him joining that team, the bashing that he took in the media, I think he just wants to prove to the world that he really can take a team from scratch and like take them to the promised land. Yeah. And I think after we land the rent, I see us signing Julius Randle and Terry Rozier. Now I, I like Terry Rozier as a player. I'm a big fan of him. Um, because he, he's the type of guy that you can run a system through. He's not going to, you know, take Jack up a bunch of shots and do unnecessary things and turn the ball over. So I like him and I probably see us probably moving, Dennis Smith Jr. or somebody like that in the trade, packaging him for maybe some draft picks or something next year. I don't think the team or the coaching staff is really too sold on him. Okay. I appreciate the call, Corey, man. What do you guys think about that? 
about. Well, I mean, on the yeah. KD topic, I think it's interesting that um, he's not. He may not be taking any pitch. So is his mind already yeah. made up? They said he he may not even take any meetings. It may, may just be a phone call, according to David Aldridge. So is that scary I, to you or not? Uh, yes, because I I think I well he obviously he he knows where where he wants to go, man. He knows where he wants to go, man. You know what? On, I actually think that so that's that's let's debate this out. I mm. think we have a better chance if he takes no calls. I mean, if he goes, that's nowhere. what I'm saying. I think the only way he goes to Brooklyn is he goes to Barclays and has a crazy meeting with Atkinson and Mark yeah. and feels like, yo, I agree. he's right. not going to Brooklyn off of nothing. He has right. to, I think he'd have to be in the building. MSG, I fully believe, I think before he got injured, that was happening. I think the Rich Kleinman thing, I think there were conversations back channeling behind yeah. or whatever. Katie wanted to come here. He was looking at it. The injury, I think, maybe kind of worked him for man. a little bit. It really, it's really crazy how that happened to him. Such I mean, a, it's such a Knicks thing to happen. Yeah, man. When we I, did nothing, right? But with the injury, I do believe definitely there's more debate. Because um, now you're thinking, if he wants to contend, and maybe he's worried about he can't be a number one option anymore. Now he knows if he stays in Golden State, he'll be in finals as a number two option. And right. still be able to be KD in the finals. Um, also, the money is more important now that he might have a career-changing in, injury. But... I feel like, you know, Katie's career plan, man, coming to New York at this age. I know the Kleinman thing, it just it just is there for me. I keep thinking about it, him and his air, them talking. <laughs> How could he about... be staring him to Brooklyn, man? Right. No yeah, way. Yeah, is like, no way, man. You, isn't it new who you know, dog? Like, between ISO, like him mentoring ISO, Royal Ivy, he's like the godfather for the daughter. Like, between... DeAndre Jordan, there's so many paths. Scott Perry, there's so many paths leading to New York. Yeah. I, I'm with you, Terry. Yeah. I feel like I feel like taking him taking meetings might be a bad sign. Right. Us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think he doesn't need I think I mean I don't feel if they've done so many back chanting with him and Fizz, but I feel like either Katie is going back to the Warriors. Warriors. Yeah. Get, and I'm like, yo, bro, go get your rings, take it, you know, that's set. Right. I think it brought them a lot closer together, too, everything that happened. Um, so I see that, but I don't know, man. I'm watching KD in New York. I know he's injured, whatever, but he's out in 72nd Street. Yeah, he's out getting it. You know, he's out on the bodega getting a bacon, egg, and cheese yeah, and whatnot, man. man. I'm like, my guy looking like he's fitting right in. He's so. fitting right in. He's at home. Yo, he's, he's, he's got a scooter and whatnot. He's at the local <laughs> deli. It's beautiful, man. It's he can make man. the dough with a bad foot being with the Knicks. Like, yeah. no lie. He can. I don't know. I don't know about Brooklyn, though. We might. Get, I don't know about Brooklyn. I don't know if people the same. With the uh, Nick on a bad foot, we can get him to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, let's let's see what happens, man. According to Chris Haynes, uh, Katie told him he can't be recruited, so it's all in his court right now. It's all in his court. All right, let's go back to the phones. We'll take a couple more. Hit that thumbs up button for your boys. Big shout out to Jay Ellis and, and Terry. Thought this was a, a great episode so far. If you guys think so too, hit that thumbs up button. Hit the subscribe button and the notification bell so you don't miss anything. Um, let's go to Scott in Jersey. He wants to talk about uh, Miritich. He thinks Miritich is a better fit than Julius Randle. What's going on, Scott? What's going on, guys? Good. How you feeling, bro? All right. So my belief... Same shit, different toilet. Oh, my bad for person. But, um, yeah, Randall, uh, Randall's just going to clog the paint for all the young guys. We've got a bunch of slashers on the team that need to, you know, make their, you know, get their, get in their, their spots in the paint. 
uh, Randall's just going to clog that up. A dude like Miritic is probably going to better stretch fours available. Yep. You know, we, and we need wing depth. We need shooters on, on, on the corner. So Randall's not that guy for us, man. Bobby Porter's is a better option for us at that point. Like, Randall's just not going to do it. And uh, already touched on it before. We got to give one and one to people. Next year's raising class is so bare bones, it's not even funny. Yeah. Yeah, it's bad. It's like DeRosa. And, and, yeah. Yeah, it's but, bad. <laughs> you know yeah. what? I agree with you. The only reason why I didn't put Meritage on the list was because he was injured. But um, yeah. like, if you listen, I mean, I've been talking with well, the KOT show, and I've been talking about Meritage for like a few years because his versatility, he can shoot the three, he can play some defense, and he can post up too. So I really like his game. But it was really with just the injury wide he wasn't on the list this year. But uh, I agree with you, though. Yeah. Really yeah, listen, yeah. I, I wouldn't mind Meritage. Obviously, he's the prototypical stretch four that we would need. We need three-point shooting. He fits that mold. We need power forward. He fits that mold. Defensively, yeah, he's going to be a liability. I do agree. Randall would, would certainly clog the paint a bit more. Uh, Portis may be a bit more ideal in that regard. Those are fair points. Those are definitely fair points. Terry, what's your take? Yeah, and like to bring up what the caller before brought up about the Morris's kind of fitting in, not affecting too much. Nikola Mirotic would be exactly that. He'd come yeah. in at the four. He'd stretch the floor. He wouldn't dominate the ball. He wouldn't really cause any issues. And even with his uh, defensive issues, he's still 6'10", at least. So, you know, he's a little bit of a body down there, some size. He's not a punk where he's just getting punked up and down the court every time. He's not that um, bad. He's, yeah, like he, and he, he's been on winning teams. Like, yeah. let's not forget that. It, it really is – doing this on winning teams is very valuable. Mm-hmm. Um, even with the Bulls, you know – Thing. He was one of their really major players coming to their, you know, for the trade and everything. Yeah. Did well when he went to Pelicans. He did well at Milwaukee. So yeah, he's solid. Mertz is solid. I, I would yeah, take like, it. if we got him, I would not be upset. Be like, yeah. cool. All right, that's good. We got a yeah. shooter. You know, yeah. that'd be cool. I wouldn't be upset, man. All right, um, let's take let's take a couple more before we get out of here. Let's go to um BK. Let's go to Curtis from Brooklyn. He, he thinks well, he thinks we'll be all right, man, regardless of what happens. Curtis, how you feeling? What's going on, guys? How's everything? I enjoy your show, man. I listen to y'all every day. Anytime I get a notification, I'm always tuned in. I appreciate y'all. Appreciate it, man. Thanks. Yeah, um, I think if we don't land, if we don't land KD or Kyrie or Kawhi or anything like that, which I don't really think we are, I think that with the core that we got with Knox developing, bringing RJ in to develop. I think our X factor would be Dennis Smith Jr. We only got a small sample size halfway of the season. I think through training camp, through uh, a full year, we will see the benefit of him. We still got Robinson. I think adding Cousins to the mix doesn't make any sense. I think that will stump Robinson's growth. Uh, Julius Randle is a good look. I think um, he can pass the ball. I think he's an underrated passer. He, he gets rebounds. He can score. He may clog up the plate a little bit, but with Fizdow, I believe that he'll set up a system that everybody will benefit from. And with D'Lo, before I go D'Lo, uh, I, I, I'm iffy on him. I still want to see how Smith does. But if we can get D'Lo for a good price without overpaying, I would take him as well. I'm not too sold on Scary Terry. I, I don't I don't think that we should aim for him. But if we can get D'Lo for a good price, then I'm all for it. Okay. okay. Appreciate the call, man. Appreciate the call, Curtis. And, and definitely appreciate the support. Yeah. All right, let's do it. Let's go to uh, one more before we wrap up. Let's go to um, let's go to let's go to Chad from Atlanta. 
Let's go to Chad from Atlanta. I'm going to take one more after this. Let's go to Chad from Atlanta. He says uh, he wants to talk about the media narrative and, and the Knicks. Chad, how you feeling, man? What's going on, fellas? How you doing? Good. How you feeling, bro? What's up? Is my audio good? You're loud and clear, man. You're good. You're good, yeah. All right, Like I said, just watching, you know, first take, undisputed, all these uh, media outlets and how they try to betray us as fans and how we feel about our team. It just like, it rubs me the wrong way. That's why I appreciate this platform, make a time show and good to meet Terry. I'm going to check out their show. Yeah, as well definitely because, check out Terry's channel you know, too, man. He's a beast. How we feel. Thank you, man. Yeah, definitely sure. check it out. We did some wild stuff. Me, uh, the, the, the last show we checked out, yeah, anybody I bring on, I, I, I pretty much I branch off and I check them out too because nice. I feel like it's big one big family. So basically, to support everybody. Ba- basically, um, but but yeah, but yeah. I, as far as free agency too, is, for me, I, like I just want the Knicks to just do the right thing. Uh, we've done the, 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 the relying on free agents. We've done the relying on trading our assets for broken all stars and stuff like that, and we finally have a a crop of guys that were former lottery picks that are all the same age with the young coach with money. And I feel like we should just really just do the rebuild and not focus too much on trying to sign big names. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, of course anybody would want Kevin Durant or Kawhi Leonard, yeah. but I really think we have an opportunity to really just grow. And we see that, you know, trying to do the quick fixes never worked for us. Right. But then when you look at other teams that's won the championships, it's always been a, a, a four- or five-year grind. And okay. I feel like we, at this point, we should try that. Yeah, we, we have and to, embrace man. Embrace that. We have to, man. Appreciate the call. I mean, yeah, we have to, man. We've, we've never been in this position before. We, we have to see it through, you know, and, yeah. and do this thing the smart way. We can't, you know, and, and listen, he, he brought up the media thing. And a lot of people at me on, like, Twitter, like, yo, did you see this? Did you see what so-and-so said? Me, personally, I'm not going to, you know, try to influence you guys to stare you guys. I don't watch any of that. I, I couldn't tell you last time I watched First Take, Around the Horn, PTI, you know. And it's not to trash it. I just don't enjoy the forced takes, the, yeah. the, the, the you know, the, the things that they do to force reactions from us, whether it's on Twitter or whether, you know, they do it on purpose. It's about getting yeah. those eyeballs, getting those yep. reactions. Controversy sells. That's how Skip Bayless made it to the top. By being the antagonist to to have you go at him, that's his that's his stick, that's his brand. I don't I don't watch none of that, man. So 100%. I, I definitely appreciate yeah. Terry's show and and Terry, throw your link to your shows in in both of our yeah, um, chats. Throw your link to your channel. Yeah, I'm, I just put it in the chat. But on your point, because the yeah. media narrative has been, especially since you know all of us have become you know members in Knicks fan media in the last two three years. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So, and you've seen how big this community is and how amazing it is, right? Yeah. Um, even if we disagree, the takes are nuanced. They actually are real Knicks fans who know what's going on. You yeah. watch First Take, it's like, they, it's like a, it's, it's like a soap opera where they casted Knicks yeah. fans. Yeah. Yes. You know, exactly. listen, if you watch Max Kellerman, man, you watch Max Kellerman on boxing 10 years ago before they gave him this role, and I can't stand him now. He but was he solid back in the day. But he's solid. Max Kellerman was the opposite of this. Max hockey. was very good back very. in the day. I so, can't take I cannot watch yeah, one second man. of that it's show. To watch it now. Because they, they force him in it's that Skip Bayless role. It doesn't work. Yep. He sounds like an idiot. Yep. The internet came, 
Remember, you used to wake up and watch Sports Center. You had to get every highlight on Sports Center. Yeah. You had to get every trade news. I remember when the Jason Kidd Marbury trade, the Phoenix New Jersey trade. Mm-hmm. Oh, I remember that too. Terry, I remember man. it on ESPN. I was glued to ESPN for hours. Mm-hmm. Right now, that's happening with Woj on Twitter. They're losing subscribers, so they basically said, you know, we got to double. They they fired all the reporters, gave Stephen A. Smith more money, and yeah. they tripled down on entertainment. But those narratives, and what, the most annoying thing is the narratives are so far from the real Nick. Yeah, yeah. Man. Right. They keep pushing this idea that we're gonna riot if we don't get someone. Right. When, of all the fans, you talk to Knicks fans, we are so calm. Yeah. None of us were all in. At least I, I don't think any of us were all in. Like we're 100 getting these guys. A lot yeah. of us were like, we're we realists, man. We're realists. We're realists. We're realists. We we're happy to rebuild. People are like. Oh man! After the draft, Knicks fans are so upset. I'm like, I'm looking at Iggy. I'm looking at RJ. I'm excited. I'm this. We run out the kids next year. I'm happy to see that as a Knicks fan. Yeah. So these these narratives are annoying. They're completely off base about what the real fans care about. Um. So stick with Knicks fan TV. Stick with the Nick and Timer show. Stick with us. Stick with everybody else doing Facts. Knicks. Giving you objective yeah. analysis, man. This is no homerism. Yeah. We're giving you a real, real deal, man. Real deal. deal. JLS, you got something to say on that or? Sure, I can't say better myself, man. There you go. Terry, <laughs> I, 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 I got a rant. That's why we got Terry on here. We have the pulse. We, we, we are the real Knicks fans. We got the pulse. We That's know what's right. going on in this world. So when they come with these ridiculous takes, first of all, it's obvious it's fake because not every every show you disagree, every single show. I don't think <laughs> right. I don't yeah. think me and CP, we disagree sometimes. But it's like we don't disagree every right. single time. Like it's, it comes to a point where like, you know it's scripted and you know it's fake and forced. And you just have to accept it as entertainment right. <laughs> sometimes. And it just is what it is, right? It's like you, you're just watching. Uh, you're pretty much watching like WWE. Basically. Basically. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, all right. So last call of the night. Let's go to Brooklyn. Jay, close this out, man. How you feeling? He, he says uh, he doesn't want to go for Demarcus and Kemba. What's going on? Yeah, man, yeah. Just get him out of here, bro. No, we don't want DeMarcus Cousins. He's terrible in the pick and roll. They're going to eat him <laughs> up. Like, we don't He's know. He's too slow, no. man. Go somewhere else, brother. We don't, we don't know. Kimba, he's good. You could go ahead to Boston or somewhere else. Get your money, bro. <laughs> nah. I feel like we should just do what we're going to do. Get KD. Like, we got to get KD and then just look forward to something else after that. Like, get some other pieces to go with him. Maybe a Rubio. You know, somebody, maybe a Corey Joseph, like a, a guard that could score and, you know what I'm saying, move the rock. Like, yeah. we don't got time to be dealing with, uh, no. Like, if it, <laughs> if it ain't the youth movement, then we going with KD. Like, what else is what else is there to do? Yeah. 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 Go ahead, Jails. <laughs> I nah, think, yeah. Uh, I know we brought it up before, but someone, another star will request a trade. In the, if we sign Kate in a four-year deal during that time, there will be someone outside of even the Giannis free agency and all that. Mm-hmm. We'll be correct trades. We will potentially have assets to do so. Also, what, is, what does R.J. Barrett look like in two years? If, 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 if just one of R.J. and Knox hit and Mitch progresses, like we, you know, like we hope, we're getting, a, you know, we're getting the makings of a team that could potentially really support KD in a couple of years. So, listen, if you get KD... At first, I was scared, but I'm like, you know what? That's the best player in basketball right now, or at least top two, top three. It's a top five guy all time in terms of what he could be and his talent level, you could really say. So yeah. to me, 
a year. I mean, Wes Matthews got his AC, his um his Achilles so much late in his career. Yeah, I think he actually came back within like eight months. He, he was his was the quickest, seven months. Wes yeah, Matthews came back the fastest. Right, so we really don't know how KD is going to come back, and even uh, a somewhat hobbled KD is going to be a top ten still guy. The best. Because he's a still the best shooter. on the team, man. Look at him in that game, man. He was about to drop a forty piece in the finals. That was his Michael Jordan. He was about dude. to go off. He was going he was off. To go off. He was cooking and Kawhi. He, he was cooking everybody. Couldn't even move. So couldn't even move. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah let him rest up. I'm, I'm, I'm all for it if you can get it done. Absolutely, man. Um, JLS, any, any last points? Nah, man. It's just like. I'm I'm still. It's gonna be a crazy weekend, man. I'm it's gonna be breath. a crazy weekend. Man. Hold my breath. Hold my breath and hoping uh, Katie comes here. We can actually, you know, do things. You know what? It, it will just give this 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 Knicks team and this franchise like a a sense of you know we did something. Yeah. And we, yeah. We, and yeah. he didn't go to the bum ass Nets. Yeah. Let's be honest. I want it more than anything. Don't go to the Nets, man. Yeah. Exactly. Like if we don't get KD, it won't be the end of the world. But if we do get KD, I'll be very, I'll be very happy. Facts. Yeah, you know what? Somebody saw something in us, and we did something right. And everything is not for, for like a waste of time. And if we don't get them, we still have the young guys. We still have uh, all these Dallas picks in like twenty, what twenty twenty one? Twenty one, twenty one, and twenty two. Yeah. That's yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, man. Kemba. That 2021 draft where we got the Hornets second round pick, which could yes. be like 30, the Dallas pick, which, and I said, the Dallas have to be good to be, to be out of the lottery. They could yeah. win 45 games in the West and still be in the lottery. True, so true. That, that draft could shape up to be something. Yeah. But Actually, I, man. I like, listen, KD is the one. Yeah. If you sign KD and it doesn't work out, I know the media will run with the Knicks did it again, but I can genuinely live with that. Yeah, I really could. If we signed the top one of the best players in the history of the sport, right? And not at that age, he's about 30, 30 right now, mm-hmm. maybe 30 when he comes back. And it doesn't work out. I can't look at management and say you screwed up. It was kind of unlucky. Yeah, but yeah. it's still yeah. Durant, man. There's a level of player where it starts being you gotta like put things to the side. Yeah. Unless it's something you gotta roll like, the dice, man. Yeah, gotta roll the dice, man. All right, Terry, let, let's sign out, man. Let them know where you can find you at, and uh let's get out of here. All right, I'll be here tomorrow. Thanks again for having me on, guys. Uh, you can follow my channel, NYK Terry and Trey. We dropped a rap video today. Um, it's called Iggy Pop. <laughs> uh, shout out to Iggy and RJ. So check it out. That just came out today. Uh, we got analysis and stuff going on. We're going to Summer League. We got season tickets. You get to know us on the channel. But shout out to you guys. Thanks for having me on tonight. Yes, sir. Hey, Terry and Terry. Yo. Appreciate it, man. All right, JLC. Yo, first of all, Terry, I got bars for the remix. If you want to drop that, <laughs> <laughs> listen. You find someone. I'm t- listen. I'm getting everybody involved. We doing like a We Are the World type song. <laughs> let's do it. Let's do it. I got the bars. Trust me. All right. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. If you haven't already, you gotta subscribe to the channel. Subscribe to Camp for All. Um, we just dropped a, a pretty good show. It looks like everybody's enjoying this featuring uh, Spencer. Uh, so if you have not subscribed, I'm on youtubecom show. Our show drops on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify is on Tuesday. And usually we drop the video on Wednesday, but definitely look out for that. Also follow me on all social medias: the KOT Show on Twitter, uh, Instagram, the Nicka Time Show, and on Facebook. And if you haven't found find all that stuff, go to the link in my bio. And click click that stuff. Follow me on all platforms. That is all. 
Back to you, CP. And appreciate you guys again, man. And shout out to everybody that came through. We had a great show today. Over 700 people on YouTube alone. Shout out to everybody that was watching on Facebook, Twitter, Periscope, Twitch. Uh, make sure you guys subscribe to the channel. Hit the notification bell. We'll be back tomorrow night. Same time, same place. We gave you our free agent targets from 10 to 6. What would you guys think? Leave a comment in the comment section. Tomorrow we'll go to 5 to 1. And then Sunday's the big days, the kickoff of free agency. Moke Hamilton from The Athletic and ESPN is going to join us 6 p.m. Eastern time on Sunday. So make sure you hit the notification bell. Very important. Audio format, also very important. A lot of you guys work tomorrow. You can't watch videos. You can't watch YouTube. Everything is in audio format under Knicks Fan TV, Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, and Stitcher. All the links are in the video description. Always check the video description for everything. Share these videos on Twitter. We have an exclusive Twitter DM group and a Discord chat. If you share this video on Twitter right now with the hashtag PostGameNYK, we will throw you in those group chats and we can uh, keep the conversation going, man. So once again, thanks for everybody for tuning in. Rome Day to take over. Shout out to Rome. Shells Heavy. John Talento always in here first. Tack, what's going on? All the way out at the West Coast. All my guys from Australia. Carlos Oz, thanks for coming through. Stafford Don, definitely bless up. Gary Singh, Keith Sinclair, TM, thanks again. Knicks Fan TV Day, appreciate it. Uh, JL's got to shout you guys out, man. Oh man, shout out to the chat. Craig Williams always holding me down. Cody, man, I love you. Cody always holding me down. BX2 Gross. Enzo, Glathor P. Uh, they call me Tack. Shout out, call me Tack. Shout out yeah, to man. You. Shout out to Tack, man. Yeah, Macho and Matt. Macho Man Logic, I see you. Yes, sir. All right, fellas. So, uh, yeah, we'll be back tomorrow night. Great show as usual. Once again, before you guys leave, hit that thumbs up. Best way to support us. Subscribe, hit the thumbs up, and share these videos anywhere. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Tell your mom, tell your dad, tell grandma. She was a diehard Knicks fan back in the 70s when when, when Walton Reed. Show her the videos, man. She'll Bring love her back. it. This is Bring a family show, man. Family. <laughs> All right, man. <laughs> Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.